This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is going to feel real good, all right? Most dope. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey. everybody how you doing well that's good you're listening to broad street hockey radio that's right bsh radio my name is bill Matz. i'm your director of fun and games for the evening crickets fam crickets there's there's not a lot going on we are gonna we do have some things to discuss we have some uh fun news to tell you about uh an event coming to the wells fargo center that kelly and i are going to tell you all about uh with the ability to get $10 tickets if you just click a link. Kelly, let's remember in the show description to put that link they sent us in there. Ooh. And then people can find it right there. That's why I think you're that's a, a good idea. Yes, that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah, we're going to do this. I'm going to produce on the air because I'm a professional. Uh, but first, <laughs> I got to tell you. First, I got to tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And now we start the show with introductions, leading it off to fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. All right, it's August 3rd, so can my intro just be completely off topic? I feel like it can be. Yeah, tell me about, like, the best show you watched. I don't care. Right, shit. it's worse <laughs> than that. So, as, as, as most people know, I have this old man cat. He is on several medications, and he's a real pain in the ass about taking his medicine. So this week, I've been having a lot of trouble getting his medicine in him, and my boss used to be a vet tech, and she recommended that squeeze cheese in a can. That, like, you used to sque- squeeze on crackers? Yeah. So I, I went and got some. I haven't had that for probably, like, 20 <laughs> years. And I got to tell you, it's fucking delicious. It's so good. <laughs> like, I don't know what it's no. made of, like, what plastic I'm consuming, but it's fucking delicious. Whatever. So if you if you have forgotten about squeeze cheese, do yourself a favor. <laughs> Go on down to the supermarket, get some squeeze cheese. That's- It'll make your day better. That's, and you're like the cheese connoisseur, so the fact that you're eating like this imitation I, cheese whiz stuff. I mean, I like garbage food too. I'm not okay. a psycho. So. That, 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 that was you your PSA, with, uh... your PSA from Kelly <laughs> yeah. about you know I thought, food that should be eaten. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with uh, tips and tricks to get your pet to take a pill, Kelly, because uh, right now Bo is, uh, but my dog Bo is 13, 
and he's got like a real heart issue. He's on medicine. He's doing pretty well since we got him on the medicine. But he is uh, just a prince. And no matter what we give him food wise to hide his medicine in, he's like, nah, I'm over nah. it after a couple of days. It's remarkable. Liverwurst, for whatever reason, he is obsessed with liverwurst. Really? Like, wakes up. That's wild. Wakes it's, up and is like, give me delicious. that shit. He'll find his medicine in it and be like, ah, fuck it, it's worth it. Like, and he always spits it out. Like, he always is like, no, I found it, you lose, try again. And he's like, oh, there's still some on there, though. And he's like, all right, so that's that's pet talk with Barstreet Hockey. We'll see you next week. Um, hey, it's August 3rd, have okay? We our, exactly. Have we fulfilled our obligation yet contractually to do a show this week? Technically. From the Athletic... From TheAthletic.com, Charlie O'Connor. Well, I just got back from vacation. So, like, today literally is my first day back from a week-long vacation. So, I'm just kind of, like, picking up sort of where I left off a week ago. I kind of was fully focused on going to concerts and relaxing and not on the Flyers. But I gather not that much happened Flyers-related over the last week. So, really, it doesn't matter that much that I wasn't paying attention. Well, that's... I guess uh, I guess that's where we will begin today's show. You know, so little has happened that we had to reiterate last year's news. Uh, <laughs> now the the, the it's headline like Jonesy that came said it though, so it's different. No, it's it's Jonesy, <laughs> and real the headline that came out of this was Couturier and Cam Atkinson are a full go. They're going to be ready for training camp. It's all steam ahead or whatever the fuck you say. Uh, but, like, when you Google Philadelphia Flyers and hit news, like, the national story leads with Ryan Ellis' career likely over, <laughs> semicolon, Couturier Atkinson to be ready for camp. And I just find that very funny. Like, that's, like, four different stories where it leads with Ellis. And I find it very funny, but we were talking off air, and I was like, no, no, save this because it's so good. I follow the Flyers as closely as one possibly can. <laughs> like, this is our job. I can't say there are many people who know what's going on better with the team than me or any of us. However, <laughs> I have never heard of this uh, Pesoas or Soas muscle, if the P is silent, which it could be. Um, I never heard that they ever gave his injury a name. We've just been saying nipples to knees. That's what's wrong with him. Right. The and entire going body. With it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just <laughs> what's the matter with him. Uh, but I guess it has a name, a torn Pessoas muscle in his back. Did we know this before? So yes, we did. And this is where I was, kind <laughs> I, did of, not. I was kind of ranting about this pre-show, <laughs> yes. but yes, last year when Chuck Fletcher basically said, yeah, Ryan Ellis' well, career is probably over. He said that the big thing is that it's this torn Pessoas. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend to be a doctor. That said, <laughs> my understanding is basically what this muscle is. It's like it basically connects like the back to like the core. It's pretty much everything. And if that's Ugh. screwed up, that means that like if you move like an inch, like that's what moves. And if that's torn, then yeah, it might be a little bit difficult to, you know, skate on ice, given the fact that that entire motion is uh, driven pretty much by your core. How come nobody ever just breaks a leg? Like, honestly, I, I realize, listen, Chuck Fletcher 
I I spent a year insulting the man's intelligence and like opening up my thesaurus and finding other words for moron. And like that was the basis of this show. I do I by no means do I feel like I need to excuse the man. But like how? <laughs> how is this his luck? Like Oh yeah, Joel Farabee, he needs fucking disc replacement surgery. Two other guys in league history have it. Um, yeah, your number two overall pick, his brain don't work. We don't, we don't know. It just, his brain don't work. Like, oh, that number one defenseman you traded for. Yeah, he's gonna have to retire after the other number one defenseman you traded for. Yeah, he just, he just retired. Like, <laughs> Sean Couturier, you, you gave him a big bag of money? Yeah, he can't play. Yeah, he... Whole yeah, broken. that's over. Yeah. Like, how? <laughs> how? You're, you're, you're oh, also... yeah, we've had, like, nine guys get this core yeah. muscle surgery. Yeah, they don't have it down yet. Fucking Kevin Hayes is going to need three of them. Like, you're, you're also how forgetting... How is this their luck? Phil, you're forgetting about the guy who, in the midst of a breakout season, got diagnosed with cancer at, like, age 23. Right, yeah, yeah. The, like, prime-conditioned <laughs> fucking supreme athlete. Yeah. Dude leads the team in goals. In the first good season in forever, yeah, man, you got you got cancer. Like what? <laughs> How? It's, it's insanity. Again, not to absolve Chuck Fletcher, he could have been better. Who could have succeeded though? Like, ha- he would let's, have been shot if they made the Stanley Cup Finals. Let's let's slow down on the Chuck Fletcher couldn't have done anything I'm just, better. Trade. I'm just like, saying. No, he could have done plenty better. He definitely could have done better. How does it? How does a franchise have this luck? It's it's by which, it's bonkers. It's truly bonkers. And like the Ellis thing, the reason why I was ranting about a pre-show is because like yes. Bill didn't know about this, and I was like, I didn't know, and I was like, guys, this was out last year. This is nothing new. But I've noticed, and maybe it's just because like the fan base as a whole just was. Like, they would see Chuck Fletcher said, and they would just immediately, like, block out anything after that. Because they're like, yes. oh, he's dumb. I hate him. I don't want to hear anything this man has to say anymore because I'm just dumb. with it's, it's basically, like, the equivalent of that, uh, the meme from It's Always Sunny when they're all just, like, throwing stuff at the, the dartboard and being like, I'm done with this guy. Like, that's pretty much where everybody was for, like, the 18 months before Chuck Fletcher got fired. That's where the entire fan base was with him. So they just they just didn't care. But, like, this isn't new news. But I get the sense that a lot of fans, like, don't know what the deal with Ryan Ellis is, even though over the last 12 months, the Flyers have been as open as they possibly can that Ryan Ellis is never going to play another hockey game again. And this is the exact injury. It just seems like everyone's just kind of carrying over from that first season where they didn't give that much info. And now it's like well, any, that's... any info has to be lies, even if the info they're giving us is he's never going to play again. Literally, the muscle now, that connects his upper body to his lower body is torn. To clarify, I, one, because I'm not an idiot, assumed he was never playing again because, oh, yeah, after three years, he's back. Like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Um, like, also, like, I remember them saying, like, oh, yeah, it's unlikely. I think, like, at one point they said, it's, like, highly unlikely he ever plays again, where it was like, yeah, he's fucking done, guy. Yeah. Like, what do you think's going on here? I just never remember them actually telling us, this is the injury. Yeah, yeah I don't, Like, I don't we just kind of, like, I just remember multi-layered issue, that, that whole 
Yeah. Like, non-explanation of what apparently, it really is nipples to knees, like, when you explain <laughs> it. Like, oh, it's the muscle that makes you move. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yes. No, no, literally. That one. I, I'm I, I'm going back through here though, and on September twenty second, twenty twenty two, is when <laughs> Chuck Fletcher told oh. us the reporters upon the opening of training camp that Ellis had suffered a torn Pessoa's muscle in twenty twenty one. So like this isn't new. So, wow. It's just that everyone was huh. just kind of like, yeah, I I I don't want to hear anything Chuck Fletcher has to say, even if it's <laughs> finally being honest about what is wrong with Ryan Ellis. Yeah. I can't remember twenty twenty two. That's silly. It was just last year. That, that was my birthday week. I I oh. gotta say, I probably wasn't all that sober when he said it. Um, <laughs> all right, but that's not the actual news. I just wanted to get to that because, man, I I don't fucking know. And if I don't know, I got to assume a lot of people don't yeah. because I'm forced to listen to this shit, and I didn't know. Other people like it's just an interest of theirs, not their you know career. So. Uh, me, I just, I didn't hear it, but apparently it was almost a whole year ago when they told us what the actual injury was. Uh, but the real headline to come out of it was that Coots and Cam will be a full go. Like, they're going to be, if all goes according to plan, in the lineup opening night, you would assume, right? Seems like it, which is, is good news. I think we kind of, we talked about last show, I think, how we kind of knew Couturier was going to be ready because he was ready at the end yeah. of the season. But um, Atkinson was kind of like almost as big of a mystery as Ryan Ellis there for a little while. Like we didn't know what was happening with Cam Atkinson. Because like we were just every couple of months getting updates seemingly from Cam Atkinson being like, oh, no one knows shit. Yeah. <laughs> like he went to Columbus like did, to see doctors. Yeah, and like, no one knew yeah. what was happening with him. It's like, oh, he's with the team, and it's like, well, yeah, because they're in Columbus and he lives there. Right. He's not actually with <laughs> yeah, the he's team. He's just like dropping team. by his. He's dropping by his old work, and his new work happens to be visiting. Yeah. I, once, I mean, once he got the neck who, surgery, like we oh, knew yeah. what it was. But there was that like two, three month period where they were being very yeah, coy yeah. about it. And and the thing that was frustrating about that was like. Like, I had a pretty good idea of what it probably was in terms of, like, okay, it's, like, a neck-back thing most likely. But, like, because they weren't giving info— And my, my understanding is the reason why they weren't giving the info is because Cam Atkinson didn't want the info out there. But, like, there was, like, like legitimate—I think we talked about this on the show. Like, there were legitimate rumors going around that, like, like people on social media were saying that this had something to do with him getting the vaccine. Like, this was bonkers stuff. Oh, and oh you was, don't say. It was insanity. It was absolutely insane. That, like, no, he had myocarditis because he got the vaccine. And it was just because they weren't giving info, which created an information vacuum that, like, people with clear agendas were able to throw their shit in there, when in reality, no, he just needed the neck thing. So, I don't know what he's going to look like on the ice. and I mean, like, frankly, it doesn't really matter. They're not going to be good next year anyway. Um... But it's it's good that he's going to be back. Like, I like him. And, uh, like, Couturier, I assume he's going to be here for at least the, the near future. Forever. If yeah. he's, yeah, probably the duration of his contract, if not the first half of it at least, you know? Um, but this is where, and we talked about, uh, I guess, last week, the uh, the buyout as opposed to the retained salary trade of Tony D'Angelo. Cam Atkinson is 34 years old. He's got this year and next year left at $5.875 million. 
and you have two retained salary spots. My contention all along has been, if this dude shows that he's any semblance of himself, a useful NHLer, he needs to be traded before Christmas to get oh, something yeah. for this. Yeah. One for him. Get him the fuck out of here, bro. Like, what yeah. What are you doing? Get out. Get out while you can. Uh, and, like, if there's one position they don't need, it's, it's, it's wingers. <laughs> like, they're set. No, they, they don't. And, I mean... There's value, I think, with Atkinson just because he has the positive relationship with Tortorella. There's definitely players in that locker room left even after jettisoning jettisoning Kevin Hayes and Tony D'Angelo that aren't on the best of terms with John Tortorella. So, like, he could help there. But there's also an an element of, like, you know, how many of those guys do you actually need? I mean, like— it's pretty clear that one of the reasons why they kept Scott Lawton is because he's the locker room guy and like Sean Gatterier has a no movement clause and he's a really hard worker who plays two way play who one assumes John Tortorella will like if he can like, you know, still play hockey at a reasonably good level. So like, do you need like four or five of these guys? Like, I don't know. I I don't think so. So that's, you know, like that gets to the whole Tortorella pluses and minuses thing we talk about. Like ultimately, if he's going to be around longer than we all think he's going to be around, and you need a third of your roster dedicated to Tortorella interpreters, yeah, seriously, like, you can't win like that. Yeah, yeah, like you definitely can't win that way. Considering his interpreters, yes, Cam Atkinson, good player, also thirty-four, but it's like, yeah, we need Mark Stahl in here because Mark Stahl, like, he's a hundred. Yeah, you know, like he's a hundred. I forgot about Mark Stahl. Yeah, that was a torts thing, right? <laughs> oh, that's happening. Your vacation, your vacation, man. You're you're, you're feeling yeah. good. You're you're so su- it's summer at Chuck. Hell yeah. He took Mike Mike Richards' number. The absolute audacity. Oh, he did. Yeah, he's number eighteen, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll never retire that jersey though. So it's never. Fun. Well, Cam Cam um, York took uh, Nicholas Grossman's number of eight and Robert Haig. The absolute audacity. True, of these truly audacious. Oh, yeah, I meant to talk, I looked this up and forgot. I saw there's like 11 New Jersey numbers or something. So many of them. I'm never going to remember who any of these players are. (laughs) No, like I was, I was still like watching guys and like getting them confused last year. Like I'm 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 still not sure what Scott Lawton's number is. I'm going to need like a whiteboard next to my television with numbers and names so that I can keep track. Well, I I mean like what, the, the, the main ones, so... Tyson Forrester 71, which we knew because he was originally going to be 18, and then Mark Stahl came and took the number back. Um, Rude. So that 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 we knew. Um, Wade Allison switched to 17, which is interesting. I mean, that, that's a that's a pretty big wow. Flyers number, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we got that's we like got, the greatest number in franchise. Yeah, history. like we, we got we got Simmer, we got Brindamore, we got Carter. Like we got some big names yeah. at 17. Like that that's a little bit of a you know the former president and general manager. Fair. Homer. Fair. Fair point. Um trying to <laughs> they got a bunch. Who else? Um uh Adder switched to twenty-three. Now we don't even know if Ronnie Adder's gonna make the team, but if he makes the team, that'll be his number. So really hope he's better than Brandon Manning. Um York was at eight, so that's a new that's a you know, a relatively um you know, well used one. I talked to Cam York last year um about his number, and he basically told me he's like, look. I am definitely going to change my number the first time I'm allowed to. And I do not know what the number is going to be, but 
it will be a single-digit number because I like single-digit numbers. And the Flyers have, what? They have one, two, four, and seven retired, so that doesn't leave too many single-digit numbers left. Yeah, that's eight. I, I, I will, like, 45 is an ugly number. It's Like, that's a good. backup goalie number. Yeah. Like, that 45 is not good. No. Um... Noah Cates to 27. That's interesting. I, 27's another good one, man. Hextall and Steve. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that was Hexy's number. Yeah. A couple of legends. Yeah. A couple of legends. I'm, I'm surprised they don't put 27 on, like, the team dog or something. Like, <laughs> what team dog, William? What team dog? Exactly. No, it they, is. No, it they, is an embarrassment. No, what, what they do is they just they slap a number 27, a sticker, on whatever pizza they deliver after games. <laughs> <laughs> in honor of dearly departed Ron. <laughs> Ronnie added 47 to 23. Like that's an that's an ugly number to another ugly number. Yeah. I mean it's I an just, improvement I though. I just can't get Brandon Manning out of my head. I guess like Oscar was good, yeah. so we're we're cool with that. But I for whatever reason, when I think 23, I think Brandon Manning. Just because it was like, why? Why are you here? <laughs> he was there, he was gonna He's the fucking Connor McDavid whisperer. I was going to say, you, <laughs> you, you just see that number 23 ending Connor McDavid's career in your mind. You oh, can't my God. That, that was still, like, low-key, low that was one of the funniest things of the it last The wildest. Years, was just the fact, like, that, the fact that Connor McDavid was <laughs> utterly convinced that Brandon Manning hurt him purposely. And it's like, Connor, I don't think you understand how bad of a hockey player this guy is. Yeah, like... He couldn't do that with a gun. <laughs> like, no. Uh, it's uh, it just fucking the whole thing. And then he like played into it, which I thought was to the point where Pat Maroon had to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> like, it was like, it was like, you're going to get cut from the team if you don't beat this guy bloody. <laughs> like, oh my God. Uh, it, it was just, uh, what a time, man. This. You ever just look back at all this shit and be like, what's it like covering a normal hockey team? Yes, I do a lot, actually. <laughs> I, I do ponder really that possibility that. quite often. Not even like a good team. I don't, a know, normal I'm not team. Like, but like the fucking Detroit Red Wings or something. Just like a normal. Well, I, I think I went through this. I either went through this on the pod or I went through this like drunkenly at a bar with my friends. But like going back, <laughs> going back Same through thing. this, like, OK, let, like, let's go through the most recent off seasons. OK, so <laughs> 20. Uh, so I'm trying to think um, the last off season they had that was like relatively normal was the 2018 offseason. That was the offseason. They signed JVR. Hexall was still the GM. It was like, OK. You know, they made a they made one cool signing. Okay, now we're turning the corner. Next offseason is the first offseason of Chuck, where he traded for Kevin Hayes' rights, traded for um uh the two defensive for Niskanen and Braun. So like that was the like, okay, Chuck's putting his stamp on the team. Then the next offseason, the 2020 offseason, was, you know, a global pandemic. So they didn't do that much, but like we're all stuck inside. Wasn't really a fun, fun off season there. Then 2021 was the like aggress. It was the aggressive retool off season before they named it an aggressive retool. So that was like the the Risto off season. This is the off season they traded for Ellis. That whole thing. Then last off season 2022 was 
the actual aggressive retool offseason that ended up not being an aggressive retool at all because it was Tony D'Angelo, and that was pretty much it, and Nick Delorier. And then this offseason, they basically remade the entire organization. So, like, every offseason pretty much since 2019 has been either, like, we're blowing this shit up, we're making big changes, or, well, we're not doing anything, but it doesn't matter because everyone's stuck in their houses because we're in the middle of a once-in-a-generation global pandemic. Like, this team has not been normal for a half decade. I don't think they've ever been normal. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's wild to... Thank you all for listening and, like, I'm not wrapping up the show. Uh, just, <laughs> thanks for thanks for hanging with us and making this, like, a viable enterprise for us. Because, fuck, man, there's, like, so many other things you could be doing with your time than worrying about this ridiculous goddamn hockey team. Like, <laughs> just the craziest bunch of fucking idiots. We have uh, never But so, too, are we, so team. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, we've never had a good team while we've been doing this show, and somehow, here we are. Uh, man... They were 2020. They got they real were close. so good. They got yeah. close. They were so good. And then they were smited by the actual universe. Yeah, the universe the just couldn't handle. They couldn't the, handle the Flyers yeah. being relevant no. again. It's like, nah, sorry. We got to shut literally everything shut the down. the whole world down. Yeah, everything's got to go. Sorry. Do you ever think maybe we died and this is purgatory? I do all the time. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Anyway. Also, I'm picturing now is Bill as the dancing Barbies. Being like, do you guys ever think about dying? <laughs> <laughs> it was an excellent film. It was really um, funny. Let's like, there's not a ton of show left, so let's do the uh, the mid break. There may or may not be an advertisement here. We don't know. We don't do this stuff. Uh, and then we're gonna come back and talk to you about Cutter Gauthier and shit. All right, <laughs> all right. Welcome back, fam. I'm trying to compose myself. Now, you see, you all might get the ad break where it's uh, there's there's a stoppage here. But really, it's just me composing myself for about eight seconds. <laughs> and then we just pick up like, oh, yeah, and we're back. We're not back. We didn't go, like we didn't go anywhere. Uh, and I just it just made me laugh. And I really couldn't catch catch up there for a second. But <laughs> all right, do we have. I guess before we move on to Goche, just with uh, Cam Atkinson and, you know, the idea of putting a bow on this. He, like, there's going to be some sort of demand for him. I know we say this every, and then it's like, no, no one wants anyone on the Flyers. You all stink. It's like, oh, I should have seen that coming. That's why they're horrible. Like, there's going to, like, a 34-year-old, yeah, but he can kill penalties. He can score goals. He's versatile. Hopefully he can still skate. There's going to be some interest, at least, to move him. I'm not saying you're getting a first-round pick or anything, but they're going to be able to get something. Uh, I mean, maybe. I think so. Like, his cap it isn't, like, great. And he's not young. No, 575 com- is big. He's coming off the injury, and he does have one more year after this one. So, like, I'm not ready to say that it would be easy to move him. Now, granted, if he comes out and he has, you know, 20 goals by the end of December, then, yeah, then it would be easy to move him. But I don't... Like, my view of Atkinson and Couturier is this. There's nothing there's nothing I've heard or heard them say publicly that, like, makes me think they're not going to be available. Like, they believe both these guys are going to be available. But by the same token, like, John Couturier had two back surgeries. Cam Atkinson had a serious neck issue. Like, it would not at all shock me if 
two weeks into camp, one or both of those guys get shut down because, oh God, I'm still injured. Like, you hope that's not the case, but like, it could be. They're not young. Like, these are big injuries. So you're just kind of, in my mind with these guys, I'm kind of taking it one day at a time. You know, I, I'd like to see both of them come back. I'd really like to see Sean Couturier come back because, I mean, there's another long, long contract to go with that guy. And yeah, they really could use him back to what he was. And I'd like to watch Sean Couturier play hockey again at a high level because I really enjoy watching him play. But like, it's while I think it's more likely than not, that both of those guys are in the lineup for game one, like it, the chance that one or both of them are not is significantly higher than zero. Yeah, no, that's, I guess we shouldn't get too far ahead of ourselves because one, as we outlined at the top of the show, what are we going to get good luck? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Things are going to work out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you about Mishkov coming over too. Uh, like, I'm just, listen, I'm optimistic and hopeful, but I'm just saying, if we're going to count on this team having some kind of good luck, I mean, eventually, the, like, it, it comes up heads, right? You would like, think. It's 50-50. You, you flip the, it's 50-50 every time, I know. I'm just saying, after 11 or 12 or 420 consecutive tails, one of them has to be heads. It just has to be. That's all. Uh, but it's it makes sense not to get too far ahead of ourselves here. Like, thinking about them trading him in December, it's like, all right, also, let's get there. Like, let's get through camp. <laughs> let's get through camp. So I understand. Um, Cutter Gauthier. I've been asked, like, and it's it's funny when we call, like, we talk about how irrelevant the Flyers have been and how people have just been, like, out. But as soon as they start to show some signs of life, like people are coming up to me at public events and like asking about Ooh. obscure shit, <clears throat> you know, like, like, hey, uh, so Cutter Gauthier turned down development camp. What's up with that? I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I don't know, man. It's 11 <laughs> in the morning. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I thought all along it was a um, an, an eligibility issue, why he wasn't at development camp. I honestly thought he couldn't do another one or two in a row or something, but it's your second one when you're in an, an NCAA athlete. You have to pay for yourself, the right. travel, et cetera. Right. It's insane. fucking ridiculous. Like, they're owned by Comcast, and this college kid has to, like, I wouldn't asinine. And he, no. Fuck off. <laughs> anyway. But apparently, like, that wasn't one of the reasons given. Uh, and so it was like a little, like, hey, you know, our top, well, our, now our second, you know, prospect um, didn't show up. And we don't really know why. And it just kind of sounds like he's a little tired. You know, yeah. he, he had a full season. He played at World Juniors. He played at the World Championships. And he wanted a couple of weeks off. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I realize people want him there, and Danny Briere kind of said, like, we don't really know what's up, and even Gauthier himself was said, uh, yeah, it's probably not his favorite thing, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I don't know, he's, he's like a 20-year-old kid, and exactly. he, he's played a lot of hockey. People want these these guys to be, like, unassailable machines at all times, 
but they are in fact human men. And this one is practically a child and he probably just wanted to fuck off for the summer. And that's totally fine because we have a fairly sound idea of what Cutter Gauthier is. Yeah, he's pretty good. We're seeing him now in the World Junior Showcase. Absolutely crushing it. Twitter yesterday was like just buzzing with Cutter Gauthier tweets because apparently he had a very good game. I have not been watching it. Um, But it's like, it seems like such not a big deal that people want to make a big deal because they've decided that these guys have to do everything all the time. And if they don't, they have a bad attitude or they're shitty or they hate someone or they don't want to play for the flyer. Or like, it's always got to be some big ass thing. And well, it's just like, he, wa- he probably wanted to go to the beach. That's I, I obviously like, going like the too. Yeah, you know, the, the, the underlying, whether it's people who have some sort of agenda against the flyers. I don't know why you would, they haven't done anything at all. <laughs> like it's not even like they, they have nothing to hate. They're just this fucking amorphous blob of a team that hopefully is good in five years. But like, it's either you have something against the Flyers or you just don't want to believe that they can change or that you're mad at them so you want to say no one wants to play for them. Uh, and it's, oh, yeah, well, he you know, those college kids, he ain't going to sign. Look, he, he yeah. didn't show up, so he's not going to sign. Like, that's what it is. How is he going to play 82 drama. games? Like, yeah. I mean, what am I going to talk about on my podcast if I don't make up some bullshit narrative about how everything is way worse than it actually is like it's it's a non-story it just completely is and honestly he's not even 20 till january yeah he's a teenager danny briere didn't do anybody any favors with the way that he commented on it when it first happened like he could have just not said anything like maybe we're learning some lessons there as the general manager like maybe just say say less um but yeah it's it's good that it's a non-issue. Like we should all be be happy about it and like not really give a shit. Yeah, in my I, opinion. I guess what I'll say, and this is kind of what I try to articulate in my articles, because like I, I I reported on this and I got comment like what essentially was a non-comment from Gautier's agent, but basically like it's not a big deal. It's also not like it's not something to just completely scoff at. Not because because like look. In the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal for a guy to miss development camp. It's not really all that important. It's mostly just a time for guys in the organization to sort of, for lack of a better term, like kind of kiss up to the people in the organization. Like, it's like, hey, like, you know, we're on board with this, you know, the plan of like my offseason workouts and, you know, I'm going to get instruction on what to do and I'm going to, you know, talk to the coaches and... And if I'm a player who isn't necessarily guaranteed to sign with the team in the end, like, it gives me a chance to sort of, like, present myself in front of them and make them more likely to want to sign me. Now, obviously, Gross. Cutter Gauthier is going to get signed because he's a fifth overall pick. He's real good. He doesn't have to worry about that. The reason why it's 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 not completely insignificant is because in hockey— this is just what hockey players do. Exactly. Hockey players there it do is, Charles. exactly what their organization <laughs> tells them to do all the time. And there's no actual reason. And while <laughs> it really isn't that big of a deal, it's kind of a little bit of a thing because Gautier 
presumably understands that like this is what is expected of hockey players because they're expected to basically be like oh jump and you're supposed to say how high and he was just like nah i don't feel like it and you know what though i kind of hope that maybe like this new younger generation of hockey players are gonna be the ones that say fuck off and act like like act like basketball players please i beg of you like just be like i'm i'm really good so like you're gonna sign me I don't need to come pay to stay at the fucking Holiday Inn and eat McDonald's every day because I'm poor. I'm in college. Although he's probably got rich parents. Anyway, just say like, yeah, like, no, I'm not doing that. You guys are going to sign me or you're not. If you're not going to sign me, guess what? Somebody else will. So fuck off. And and, and that was... That was the thing, too, that, like, I put this in my column because it was like, how concerned should we be about this? And I was like, look, like, yeah, the Flyers ideally would have wanted him to come. He probably could have come. He didn't feel like coming. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't speak to a guy who, like, really cares too much about trying to impress the Flyers at the moment and doing something that he'd rather not do because he feels like, well, I have to do it because I'm, you know, the Flyers own my rights. That said, the idea that Cutter Gauthier is going to not sign with the Flyers, like, I guess that, like, you can't rule it out entirely because it's theoretically possible. But what you got to understand here is that... It's so rare. Is that players, like... For a college guy not to sign with with his NHL team, he would have to spend four years in college, exhaust his entire eligibility, and then that's when he could theoretically leave. Now, Cutter Gauthier is going into his sophomore year. Cutter Gauthier really is probably NHL ready now. Is it possible that Cutter Gauthier is kind of like... Yeah, like, you know, I'm not, like, super pumped to be with the Flyers organization right now. They're about to rebuild. That John Tortorella guy seems like kind of a dick. Like, no, I'm not, like, itching to be a Philadelphia Flyer. But is he so opposed to the concept of being a Flyer that he would be willing to spend another three years in college when he's NHL-ready? He wants to play in the NHL because they all do. And also, he'd be risking the possibility that, like, what if in his junior year he blows his knee out and can never play, and then suddenly he yep. missed out on his NHL dream because, like, he, he was a little worried about playing for me. John Tortorella? Like, no, he's not going to do that. Like, they don't, like, and the guys that do, like, the guys that do eventually wait out their eligibility and then sign somewhere else, like, they're so rarely the top guys i was gonna say they're never the good guys they're they're, like the mike vecchione yes they're the guys who like the the biggest name recently was adam fox adam fox but the thing with adam fox is that no one he was under draft no one thought adam fox was going to be adam fox like he was like an intriguing guy but there were a lot of people who are like he's too small like you know he's whatever he's like you know maybe his ceiling is shane goss's bear like that's that's maybe what he is nobody expected him to be like one of the three best defensemen in hockey and also, Adam Fox just and and I I don't I don't begrudge him this, but like he just had a buck up his ass that he really wanted to play for the Rangers because they were his childhood team, and like he was willing to get traded to like three different teams and basically tell them all to go fuck themselves because the only team he wanted to play for was the New York Rangers, and like he took the risk. He could have blown out his knee his senior year, and then no one would have wanted him. But he's like, you know what? I've dreamt my whole life to put on the Rangers sweater and. I'm willing to spend four years in college and take this risk because I just that badly want to be a New York Ranger and that's it. I don't think Cutter Gauthier is like so dead set on joining one team that he would be like, nah, I'm going to play four years. Like he wants to turn pro. And he said it in this very interview, which was 
that's definitely the plan. After this year, hopefully Boston College gets done pretty late in April with the group we have. But the goal is to sign yeah. with an NHL team, presumably the Flyers, as long as they don't trade him, which I don't think they will. You would think? In, in April. So, like, it's he just clearly didn't feel like going to this development camp. It's a little weird because most players will do whatever the organization tells them to do. But the idea that he was really going to, like, hold out and spend four years in college because he hated the Flyers that much. Like that was so unlikely that it's almost just like ridiculous at how unlikely it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, listen, it could happen. It There's, could. It's, it's, it's non, it's non zero. Yeah. It's not zero, but it's, it's very it, it's, unlikely. It's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> like He's going to sign with the Flyers probably after this college. Like that's all there is to it. Like he talked about being one and done a year ago, yeah. and I think if the organization was in a better place, he would have been. It's just like, well, why? Yeah. Like, also, I I, I get well, the vibe why? that he wants to win with the the team that yeah. he has. Well, I mean, hey, Boston College, literally, like, you remember how we were all talking about in the draft about how man, there's that there's that first line of the U.S. National Team Development Program, the uh, the Perot, Leonard, Will Smith line that like broke records and all that shit. Guess what? All three of them are going to Boston College. Like, the whole right. line. <laughs> that team is going to be real freaking good. And he's probably like, hey, like, I suffered through a pretty miserable freshman year where, like, I was good, but the rest of the team stunk. And now they're getting, like, the best line in U.S. national team development program history, and they're all coming here. Like, I don't want to miss this. This could be fun. And it, it doesn't hurt the Flyers because, like, you know what? What does it really help if Cutter Gauthier joined the team this year, scores 55 points, and makes it so they finish eighth rather than fourth worst? Yeah, would prefer that he did not, actually. Yeah. Like, I almost wonder, and this is purely just like, not even a conspiracy theory, but like, I had to block this guy, even though, like, he doesn't even have any followers. There's been this guy on Twitter for about four months who... On every single, basically every single tweet done by one of the big name writers, like one of the full-time writers, like me, Olivia, Gianna, Jordan, almost every single tweet, he will respond with like what I can only describe as conspiracy theories about how everyone hates John Tortorella, every single player on the team is trying to leave, Cutter Gauthier is never going to sign with the Flyers because he's going he's to join the Rangers because he hates John Tortorella, and actually, he's buddies with Kevin Hayes, and he's now he now hates the Flyers because they forced out his buddy. And, like, I almost wonder if, like, this one dude has been commenting on so many tweets that, like, he's basically— People believe it? He's created a rumor because— Oh, God. Like— <laughs> It's been a thousand tweets of him saying the same thing. And every time, like, over the course of four months, people have seen these responses. And because it's every single tweet, it, he's almost just invented a rumor out of nothing. This is a Russian bot I, that's sowing seeds of discontent among the Flyers fan base. And they want I us love, to turn on each other, so I, don't do it. I would have get, get to Russia in a second. But I love the idea that Cutter Gauthier who just completed his freshman year at Boston College in 2022-23, who is turned 19 in January, is friends with Kevin Hayes, who is 31 years old and last played at Boston in 2013-14. To be fair, doesn't Nine Kevin... Nine years apart. 
Doesn't Kevin Hayes strike you as a guy that would hang out at frat parties? <laughs> I suppose. Today, I suppose. No, yes. like, listen, when I, when I was in high school, like, one of my friends always hosted parties, and his older brother had the parties, too, and we called them GED parties, and it was like, I was a junior, and I was like, hey, didn't you graduate, like, five fucking years ago? He's Wooderson. Like, they're, they're nine years apart, like, no one, there's no even in-between guy who would be like, yo, this is Kevin. Like, there's <laughs> no... They're not friends. I mean, I'll tell I mean, you that. Apparently, like, uh, apparently they they did like text because like Hayes Hayes is Hayes. You know, he's, I'm sure he's they like, did. He's like the dude who's like trying to be everybody's buddy because that's yeah. him. And like he, you know, they 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 have like a, what what is probably like a like yeah, Hayes is cool. Like Hayes, he texts me every once in a while. We're buds, but like I don't think they're so close that like. Cutter Gote would decide to take a stand against the Flyers because he's so yes, mad exactly. at how they treated his best friend Kevin Hayes. <laughs> I just like, like he, he might he might be thinking like, man, that Tortorella guy seems like a dick. Like I could absolutely see that being true. And he's like, yeah, like Hayes. It is true. Like, Hayes is a good dude, and like they they did him <laughs> bad, and that sucks. But like yeah. I don't think it's going to prevent him from signing with the Flyers. Ultimately, I really don't. And John Tortorella is a dick. Guess what? Most of the coaches in the league are. Charlie, you've been to a lot of press conferences. Are any of them cool? Would you be like, oh, that motherfucker's a cool no, guy? I mean, Mike like, Yo is a very nice man. I was going to say English Mike seemed like a nice <laughs> I'll give I'll give you Mike Yo. I'm just like... If you're looking, if you're looking to like hang out with your buddy and he's an NHL coach, you're going to be seriously disappointed. That's all. And, um, and, like, and we we talked so, about this so, too. Like we talked about this with Mitchkoff and Gote for that matter. But like, it's going to be very interesting to me. Like right now, the whole like Tortorella's treating the players like shit. I think there's just an element of like you know whatever. Like. Yeah, he's gonna weed good. out. He's gonna weed out the guys because like this team isn't very good anyway, and like he'll decide. I'm who's mad gonna... too. But like it'll be very interesting when Gautier and Mitchkov get here. Like if Torts and Gautier don't click, like would they choose Tortorella over Gautier? Would they choose Tortorella over Mitchkov? Like that would be interesting. No. I don't they, think they would. I just, but, like, just saying. Okay. Oh, what if they I, did? I just. It's very easy to be like, like when, when it's when it's John Tortorella versus right versus Kevin Hayes. It's like, right, yeah, like whatever. Like Hayes wasn't going to be part of the next great Flyers team anyway. He's thirty one. But like, if it becomes like John Tortorella can't coexist with Cutter Gautier, then it's a much it's a much more difficult question. That's like, that's when you got to fire John up to the press box. Yeah. Like, yeah. go on, get. Was it? I I know that Melrose started as Tampa's coach the year uh, Stamkos's rookie year, but was it Melrose or Tockett who took over for him that was, like, benching him and, like, saying he wasn't ready and shit? I can't... I don't remember. I, I, I honestly don't I remember. don't remember. But, like, Barry Melrose was the hard-ass coach, I believe, to Steven Stamkos his rookie year. Um... Barry Melrose went five, seven, and four before before being relieved of duties. <laughs> not to say, not to say that Cutter Gauthier is Stephen Stamkos. Stephen Stamkos is going to fucking waltz into the hall, hall of Fame the day he's eligible. Yeah, what if he uh, is? Though? But that'd be cool. But like, <laughs> hey, yeah, a, one he might hey, be a center with a be. a center with a great shot who like scores fifty goals on the reg. Like that is kind. Listen. That is kind of Gauthier's ceiling. That's yeah, that's, kind of it. Yeah. That kind of is a ceiling. Oh, you heard it here but first, so, folks. 
kind yeah, of Goche is next to Stamkos. Charlie O'Connor says Goche is Stamkos. I'm just yeah, saying, like, bitch. You. Bitch. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm just like, that's. I can't imagine you. You can't possibly choose a coach over a player. Like I, going back to Richards and Carter and all that. Um, how much longer was Lavi the coach? Like Jeff Carter's still playing. Yeah. You know? Like Lavi's on his like twelfth team. Yeah. You know what they traded? I, like, they they, they traded. Can... Uh, they traded Richards and Carter in the summer of twenty eleven. Then twenty summer twenty eleven. Lavi yeah. had the had this had the the another year where it was the the lockout shortened season and lockout then he got fired 13, like three games into the next three year. games. Yeah, thirteen yeah, fourteen. Great yeah. choice made there, the Flyers. <laughs> I'm just like under no circumstance, unless the coach is fucking I don't know Stan Bowman. They don't like do Phil anything. Jackson. Yeah, like you can't do it. The you never have ever choose it a coach out with numbers. Like very few <laughs> yeah, coaches like, actually do anything to move the needle it, one way or it, the other. It it really wasn't that hard to determine. Like play the good players more. Like the nerds right. didn't even have to figure that one out. No. Like you, you know who's Chris good at Vandevelde? killing penalties? Your no. best players. Right. Yeah. Like like Yuri Laterra. No, don't play him. Boom. Solve your problems. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just. I have very little, while I have concerns about overall, like, maybe the type of player Tortorella is going to recommend be a part of this thing. Like, oh, we just have to absolutely keep, you know, Scott Lawton, and I love Lawton, but the idea that he's, like, an untouchable, like, okay, I don't want him making this many decisions, maybe. But, like, I I don't think it's going to come down to, well, yeah, we lost Gauthier and Mishkov because the coach is a dick. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. My fun idea um, that I came up with five minutes ago that would drive Tortorella absolutely insane is if the Flyers offer sheeted Trevor Zegras and actually got him. Because uh, if you recall, it was Trevor Zegras's Michigan that set him off on yes. his little rant on the would television. Would be really funny. So no one is. It gonna, would be it funny would to be... to watch him act like systematically destroy everything good about Trevor Zegras over the course of one season. Kelly, no one is getting <laughs> offer sheeted. No one. I know. I said, but it would be fun. If Sometimes, if anyone's gonna do it, if yeah, anyone's gonna do here. it, like come on, it's buddy. Danny and Jonesy, man. I'm yeah, just come on, go, come on. This is Chaos the history agents. of our franchise. Yeah. We're the offer sheet franchise. It's That's what right. we do. It never works. Never. But <laughs> it's what we do. We we got Chris Gratton. Like we're one for three or one for four, whatever it is. They would match uh, instantly. However, it would be fun. I. I don't think the Flyers are going to offer sheet anybody no. until there's some sort of resolution, whether it's trading or re-signing or whatever with Carter Hart, because um, they still don't have a ton of cap space. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, That's all. Um, Ivan Fedotov. I just read this article like you know during our commercial break. There was no actual commercial break. Um, <laughs> I read it while someone else was talking, and I was pretending <laughs> to listen. Love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> the the president of the uh of Fedotov's team uh Roman Amantovic uh basically has said he's ours motherfucker um when asked about the IIHF ruling and Fedotov has said like all right the IIHF is going to determine which uh which contract is valid and I'm just going to go by whatever the ruling is and the president of his Russian team 
says, no, it's out of the question. Our lawyers are working. There will come a time when the IIHF realizes that the contract with Philadelphia has no legal force. And my thing here is, while I would love to bring this dude over, have some goalie depth, get him out of the country that sent him to the military, um, all that stuff, I'm worried about Matvey Mishkov. And so I want to give you Fado. Here you go. Keep him. Yeah. And also, like, they're not letting this dude leave. Like, no, just leave him alone. Like, it's probably better that we stop fucking with him because it's probably just making his life worse. I can't believe they're even pursuing this. Honestly, I kind of thought they'd be like, listen, how old is he now? Like 26? Yeah, he's he's not young. Well, I, I think this is less. My understanding is I think this is less about the Flyers at this point. Than it is More about the NHL. Yeah, because like it's the I it's yeah. the IAHF that's really the ones that are pushing this because it's a precedent center. And basically, like the concept is we're trying to figure out whether this should even be allowed. Now, my view of Fedotov, He's gonna be twenty seven in November. Yeah, like like my view of Fedotov at this point, truthfully, is like, look, I feel really bad for the guy. Like, he got screwed over last year, it sucked. I'm glad he's no longer having to do military service. I'm glad his hockey career is going to continue in some form or another. But, like, I kind of – I look, I know that people on social media want to talk about this guy, but, like, I kind of think the ship has sort of sailed with him in terms of the yeah. Flyers. Because, yeah. like, he turns 27 in November. Okay, that's number one. Number two, he didn't play hockey all of last year. Like, pretty much at all. So, like, you're telling me that what you want is you want Ivan Vidotov to come over here after missing a year at age 26 going on 27 and dump him in the NHL? Like, I don't think he would even want to come over if they're going to dump him in the AHL because, like, why bother? Like, he he wanted to come over because he wanted to get an NHL shot. He's clearly going to need some time, I think, to, like, get himself back into, like, peak form. Which honestly would probably be better served happening in the KHL anyway, because what the hell? Number two, like Sam Erson has established himself. Okay, they got Kolosov coming over next year probably. He signed to a contract. The the assumption is that they loaned him back to the KHL for one more year. He's coming over next year. Like like it really sucks for Fedotov, but like I kind of think last season was his time, and now his time has kind of passed in terms of like where he fits with the Flyers. Like, if, if the IAHF comes to the conclusion that he should be a flyer, that the contract, you know, it should toll, that it should kick in this season, like, I'm not going to say no. Like, sure, bring him over, see what he can do. Yeah. But, like— But it's not happening. I just don't think that it's, like, that big of a deal anymore for the flyers in the same way that it was last year when you were looking at it, you're being like, hey, this Vidodov guy could be Carter Hart's backup. Like, that was his chance. And unfortunately, because of geopolitical bullshit, he missed his chance. Now, Sam Erson's ready. Like, he's NHL ready right now. So, like, where did—I mean, may, maybe this all gets thrown for a loop if we find out in two weeks that Carter Hart is suspended for the entirety of the 2023-2024 season. Then it's like, you know what? Sure. Fedotov, if, if you want to come over here, come over here, and you'll get time because we don't have a number one goalie anymore. So, okay, sure. But, like, beyond that happening— I don't really see where he fits. Nah. And just a point on the age thing, because, like, listen, goalies come over, especially from Russia. They develop later. They come over a little later from Russia. I honestly was surprised. I thought they were, like, a year or two older. 
Sorokin and Shesterkin, both 27 right now. Yeah. Like, it's... It's not happening. No. <laughs> you know, hey, maybe... So, again, non-zero, I guess. Yeah, but exactly. It could happen. It but... ain't happening. I, I just... I, I think at this point... Um, I think my thing with Fedotov is at this point, the, the amount of conversation that is being spent on his Flyers future far outweighs the likelihood that he actually has a Flyers future. Yeah. Also, like Bill said, let's not anger the Russian government too yeah. much right now. Let's, let's just... No, like, like, we need... We, we got Kolosov, we got Mishka. Like, like I could... Good. Let me put it this way. It would I'm not good. shock me if, like, this is the way... It, like, let's say the IAHF comes to the decision that the Flyers basically win this. They get Fedotov. It would not even shock me a little bit if the Flyers no. say, okay, we have Fedotov under contract, why don't we just loan you back to the KHL for this year? And then we'll reassess next season when we have yeah. an idea of what you even are after missing a full year of hockey in the middle of your 20s. Like, that could happen. Because I don't know where he fits at the NHL level. But also, those comments from that guy, who I'm pretty sure is the guy that's friends with Putin, they're not le- like they're obsessed with him for some reason. Yeah. They are not letting him leave. Yeah, and I feel no, like this even become... even trying is like dangerous for him. Yeah, like they sent him to fucking this Siberia. Feels like, yeah, this feels like it's become far more than like yeah, it's our fucking hockey team. Like no, no yeah. he's ours. Like this is this is a territory battle. Yeah, and which is I don't why be I'm in one of those with Russia. Having studied history in high school, I don't want to be in a territory battle with the. <laughs> I just, I, Charlie like actually knows, and him. definitely He's not, so definitely not in the winter, mad. not in the winter. Yeah, never in the winter, <laughs> never in the winter. Um, unless you're Rocky. I mean, yeah, that, Rocky there Balboa, are exceptions to every rule, Bill. Maybe, Rocky Balboa went there in December and said, "Fuck you, you roided up Ruski," and knocked him out of the ring. Someone from Philadelphia challenges Vladimir Putin to a boxing match, and the winner gets Ivan Fedotov. I'll do it. Who from Philly would be the best person to do this? I don't even know. <laughs> Not the mayor, for fuck's sake. God, no. I mean, Bernard, Bernard, Bernard Hopkins is from Philly, right? We could always enlist him. Yeah. He'd there we win. go. Executioner, baby. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's retired, but I'm sure he could still pack a punch. I'm, sh- I'm sure he could take fucking Vladimir Putin. <laughs> he's, he's a little dude, I think. Um, what was the other thing? Do we have anything else? I don't remember. I think we're done. Let's talk about three um, ice. Oh yeah, oh yeah, three ice. Absolutely, freaking lootly. So, uh, what is it? Saturday, August twelfth. Yes. The uh, it's At one the ice hockey equivalent of that. Everyone has probably seen the uh, the big three, the three on three basketball tournament. There were like a lot of celebrities involved. I think Ice Cube had a team, and like Allen Iverson was involved. There was a lot of shit going on. Uh, well, there's a hockey equivalent. If you haven't seen it, it's called three ice. And it's pretty dope. I mean, three-on-three overtime until the coaches ruined it was pretty great. Yeah. Still, I find it entertaining. And this is a three-on-three tournament all in one day at the Wells Fargo Center. And John LeClaire is one of the coaches. Yeah, and we have been given uh, an exclusive deal from the Flyers, which, as Bill mentioned earlier, we will link in the description on the show. And you can also find it on BroadStreetHockey.com and on the BroadStreetHockey.com Twitter feed. Um that gets you uh, really cheap tickets. So if you miss hockey, like I wasn't going to go. And then I was like, ooh, a hockey game in the middle of August. Maybe I'll go. Yeah. It's like, 
Yeah. Go to the Wells Fargo Center, have a couple beers, watch some hockey. Maybe they'll have the big to salad. Talk some fun people. Yeah. Maybe they'll have the big salad. Maybe they'll have I'm the big told salad. I'm told that there's a steak place there that is fucking phenomenal now. Maybe, I'm hoping the restaurant is open. So Adrian's, we, I believe. Yeah, yeah, we um when Steve and I went to the the showcase of the new food shit that they had, we got a little taste of the steak from there and it was incredible. Can only imagine what they charge, but I don't really give a fuck. Sometimes you just got to live. Anyway, we'll have some fun announcements. <laughs> we'll yeah, come come to the Three Ice tournament. And but come to Three Ice. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. I'm working on a uh, a special guest for us uh, leading up to this event. It's next Saturday, the 12th, correct, Kelly? Yes. I, I had mm-hmm. that right? Yes. And uh, yeah, make sure you uh, follow our special link for tickets. A $10 ticket deal to go to this event. It's going to be a ton of fun. You're going to see us there. So uh, make sure you do it. Are we done? I think so. All right. And that is all the time we have for you on Broad Street Hockey Radio this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, got to hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. And bang, content, baby. Even in the summer, when there's absolutely no, nothing going on, we have eclipsed the one-hour mark. Look at us. I thought we were going to do 45 minutes. Uh, but that'll do it for us. Uh, for Kelly, for Charlie, for Steph, who's not here today, my name is Bill Matz. Have a, oh, no, we are also, I forgot to mention that this show is presented by Bet Online. So make sure you download that Bet Online app. Get your 50% deposit bonus. We are sponsored by Bet Online. All right, that is all the time we have for you. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for hanging out. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports? Yeah.